Welcome to episode 93 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Being a leader is what we do. Being the servant is who we are. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you'd take a few minutes and be with me. I want to talk to you today about the essence, the substance, the, the character, the heart of true Christian leadership. I really like the phrase and the terminology that's really become prevalent in the last couple of decades, especially that we call servant leadership. I, I like that terminology. I like how it feels. I like the ring of it. I like the tone of it. I like the sound of it. Uh, it feels good. Servant leadership. It, it seems to really quantify and qualify something. And I want to dive into that a little bit with you on this podcast and really talk about what that looks like and why it's so important. Uh, what does servant leadership indicate? Well, number one, it indicates that we're not serving ourselves. You know, one of the greatest criticisms against any leader, whether it's a civil leader, a political leader, a military leader, a, a church leader, a, even a family leader, is that they are just doing things to serve themselves. And if we look at that phraseology of servant leadership, it seems to take that off the board and say, look, that's not an option. Serving myself, just promoting myself is not an option. Uh, you know, another side of that, I would say that for me personally, uh, that I'm never shy about asking people to do something because I'm doing that same thing. And, you know, my kind of ideas, if it's worth doing, then it's worth inviting other people to do it with me. So it doesn't mean that a servant leader is apologetic. Uh, if you're apologetic about your vision or where you're going, uh, A, you shouldn't ask people to follow you. B, they probably won't anyway. So being a servant leader does not mean that you don't have, quote unquote, an agenda. It just means that the agenda is not about you. Quite frankly, a leader without an agenda is somebody that's going to go in circles and waste a lot of your time and a lot of everybody else's time, including their own. So we're not serving ourselves. Uh, we're not under our own authority. It's important to understand. Our authority is coming because we're serving. That's a key theological concept. It's one of the cornerstones of a Christian worldview that all authority is delegated, okay? A husband gets his authority from the Lord. A pastor gets his authority from the Lord. Governing officials get their authority from the Lord, and they have parameters. It's not carte blanche authority. It's not authority to do whatever you want. You know, if you work for a company and the, the boss gives you a, a credit card to travel on, you know, when you go out and travel, you know, you, you don't you don't buy yourself new shoes, okay? If the boss leaves the job and puts you in charge of doing something, when he comes back, you know, unless it's your job description, you haven't fired old people and hired new people. That would be outside of your delegated authority, and it's null and void, and we have to understand that. When we get outside of our authority, it's not on void. When we cease to be servants, when we leadership is what we do, servants is who we are. When we cease to be that, we're null and void in any authority or directive power uh, that we have that we bring to the table. So 
Servant leadership, and this is very important to understand, is first and foremost about serving God, not about serving people. Let me say that again. You didn't mishear me. Servant leadership is first and foremost about serving God, not serving people. A person that is trying to serve people first, as as humanly tender as that may be, is not going to affect the kingdom. That person has got to serve God first. I have authority because I'm a servant of God. And I'm inviting people not just to serve me, but I'm inviting them to serve the Lord with me. And I have boldness in that initiative because I'm confident of what I'm doing is under God's delegated authority. So servant leadership, when we say that term, is not about serving people first. It's about serving God first. If you really have a heart to serve God, then that kingdom connection is going to be with people. But I've also noticed that there are people that really have a heart for people, but they don't necessarily really have a heart for serving God. They want to do nice things, but they're not going to do what God says. They're not going to operate under God's authority. They're not going to make hard decisions. They're not going to say no to people. They're not going to say go go north, go south, go east and west. They're not going to be directive as they need to be because they're going to be looking at the faces in the crowd instead of the God on the throne. And so first and foremost, we've got to understand this very simple premise. I am a servant of God to the people, not a servant of the people. I am a servant of God to the people, and therefore I serve the people. I am a servant of God not a servant of people. Because I'm a servant of God, I serve people because that's what God does through us, okay? But it's important that we establish the cornerstone of that first. Uh, Very, very critical. That protects us from being just human-based and just need-based, and it gives us the ability to do the right thing even when some folks might disagree with that because we're servants of God. You know, I used to make jokes. I don't use that terminology as much anymore, but I used to say, oh, I can't help it. I'm just a victim of my theology, meaning that I'm just going to do what I believe. I believe this, so therefore I really don't have a lot of options. It's not like I've got to think through this and I've got to pray through this uh, because this is what I believe. It's not situational. It's eternal. It's not pragmatic. It's truthful. There, This is what I believe, and so this is what I'm going to do. And this gives us the ability as servants of God to say boldly and clearly, follow me as, see, that's the delegated authority, as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. So the things that God is concerned about, the things that are on his heart, the things that are on his plan, his agenda, the Great Commission is God's agenda, uh, are things we can be unapologetic about and we've got to be connected to. Now, I do think there is some art and skill in uh, how we communicate that, to giving people uh, an on-ramp so they can get on with us and understand. Uh, but I think if we posture ourselves and remind ourselves And most of all, we're living out of our heart that first and foremost, we're servants of God. Then I think that's going to provoke and stir people to do the same thing.
Now, in line with that, one critical difference here of just human leadership and natural leadership and godly Christian servant leadership is when we are serving people, we are not just meeting a need, but we're inviting them to serve. And the majority of people we serve can serve in some way. Okay, the majority, I don't know what the percentage would be, but 80, 90% surely of people we're serving can also contribute what they're reaping. They can sow in some fashionable way, some demonstrative way that as we're serving them and caring for them, we're encouraging them to join the team. They might not lead the team. They might not be the person up in front of the crowd, but they're a person that's going to do something. So Christian servant leadership has with it the idea of not just touching people, but teaching people that they're touching to touch other people. So there's kind of a full circle. Now, the other side of that, the 180 degree truth on that is this that there is part of Christian servant leadership that says, I'm going to do it as unto the Lord, even if there's no reciprocation, if there's nothing that I can do uh, to get that person to do something, whatever I do, it's as unto them and it's between them and the Lord. And again, some people literally in a place in their life, they may, they may be so sick, they may be so oppressed, they may be so destitute in a certain situation that there is no ability for them, at least in the in the now, to do something. Well, we do that as on the Lord. We still serve them, but our overall view is we're serving everybody so they can multiply and they can serve and go to the next level. Let me throw this out to you. Here's what I believe. I believe when we're serving God, we can never be taken advantage of. I didn't say when we're serving God, we can never feel like we're taken advantage of. And I didn't say when we're serving God, there are people that are not trying to take advantage of you. You know, I've had people that when I was serving them, I knew that they thought that they were taking advantage of me. In other words, that was actually their agenda. They weren't as sincere. They just wanted whatever help was being offered. And I knew that's what they were thinking, whether I knew it just because of wisdom or because I had a word of knowledge or whatever, but I absolutely knew it. I knew it wasn't going to necessarily end well with a great testimony and what happened and this person helped other people. But they thought they were taking advantage of me. The only problem with that was I didn't feel taken advantage of it because I did it as under the Lord. I signed up for that ahead of time. I determined on the front end, you know what, Lord, this probably isn't going to end well, but I'm a servant leader. I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. And uh, it may not look great. It's not going to go down and look how this works and, you know, be a testimony. And even to the degree that some of those people uh, were looking for something for nothing, so to speak. But, that's how you safeguard your heart. That's how you keep serving in a fresh way. That's a question we get asked a lot. Like, how do you stay at this for over 40 years? Well, you do it as unto the Lord. You do it as unto the Lord. A servant leader does it as unto the Lord. We keep the high expectations that whoever I serve, they're going to turn around and serve somebody else. But I also know a, there's a group that literally aren't going to be able to do that, and there's a group that just won't do that. You know what? That's on them. If I'm being led by the Spirit, now that's the caveat. If you're just doing it because you feel guilty about something, 
then you're going to feel taken advantage of a lot. Matter of fact, I'd say this. If you get angry about serving, there's a chance you're serving out of guilt and not out of a servant foundation. Something to really think about, isn't it? The essence of Christian leadership is delegated authority. I'm a servant of God to the people. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this. There's some real thoughts to process here. Why don't you pass it on to somebody? I look forward to being with you next time. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith had a discussion on servant leadership. Servant leadership is first and foremost about serving God, not about serving people. We should be submitted to God and a servant of God. We then invite people to not just serve us, but we invite them to serve the Lord with us. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at inourpastors. See you next week.